0: This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Vamazi. Pace is a superpower, and no matter how fast you run, trimming time off your pace feels great. We're launching our Pace PaceTune running shoes this coming summer. They're scientifically proven to perform much better than OmniPace shoes. In Pace PaceTune shoes, runners get optimal cushioning and max propulsion efficiency. Why? Because the forces you generate at various paces change dramatically, and a single shoe can't react correctly to the entire range you'll run more efficiently and have just the features you need. Say goodbye to confusion and say hello to the exact shoe you need to run your best. Vimazi. That's V-I-M-A-Z-I. If you're like me, you are trying to do as much of your training outdoors as you can. And even though it's been absolutely brutal outside, there is a solution. I've found that the best way to embrace the elements is to have a huge variety of gear ready to go for whatever my workout calls for. If you're in need of adding a few more pieces to your running wardrobe, look no further than Cedic Run. With the top brands of running gear, SDR has you covered. Beanies, gloves, base layers, long sleeves, and so much more. One of my favorite pieces in my running wardrobes is a Brooks running vest that I picked up at SDR a few years back. It's honestly one of the staples in my rotation. I use it all the time. Now be sure to check out uh, Thursday Night Rhombus Run from Cedic Run as well as Saturday morning group runs. I know that Thursday night one has turned into a, not just a run, but a cross country ski, a snowshoe, whatever you want to do. So find the Cedic Run on social media for more details on these events and all the great deals they got going on inside the shop. That's Cedic Run, where life and running intersect. On today's episode, we get you caught up on some of the best performances that have happened on the track and on the field in the month of January. North Dakota athletes and universities and colleges have been posting great times and heights and distances across so many events. One of the most impressive performances, however, belongs to Kenmare, North Dakota native Jacob Rodine. The NDSU junior ran 149 flat in the 800 meters this past weekend at the Jim Emmerich invite at South Dakota State. Not only did that time shatter the school record by nearly a second, But it puts Rodin in the mix to earn one of the coveted spots on the starting line at the NCAA Indoor Championships. We had the pleasure of catching up with Jacob, so let's dive into our January recap and our interview with Ken Maris Finest and the newly minted NDSU school record holder in the 800, Jacob Rodin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ederson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rao. And today we are doing a lot of things. We we got to catch up on indoor track and field because we have not been covering that. We've been so busy with our Legends project, which has been a lot of fun. If you guys have not listened to any of the episodes yet, we just most recently recorded with Heather Berry, formerly Heather, Heather Zander, And what a great episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really a lot of fun to get to talk to her. Uh, it's just so much success in high school and uh, in college. Uh, and that was the first time. I mean, we'd seen her around the track because she still lives in, in the area. But, uh, yeah, first time I've ever talked to her. So, uh, yeah, great athlete, great, great role model, and had some had some really good advice about uh, just, like, staying in your lane and getting the job done on the day, competing well. So. Yeah, if you mm-hmm. haven't listened to that yet, go ahead and uh, give it a listen. I'm sure there, there'll be something positive you can take from it. So
0: it was fun to finally put the story to the name. Like, I think I mentioned it on that episode, but her banner's up on the wall. Like every day at practice, I'd run by it. You look up and you see this picture of her hurtling down the home stretch at Hayward Field. You're like, what's yeah. the story? Like, I want to know more. So I'm really glad that we were able to bring you guys that story because it's really, really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was. Ryan, uh, uh, the listeners might not know this, but usually typically you do a, a majority of the Instagram, uh, posting and the work, uh, for the podcast. Uh, there was a bit of a dip in content, I guess one might say over the last, <laughs> uh, you know, couple of weeks, some might say that was my fault for not picking up the slack. Others might ask why was there slack that needed picking up? To begin with, do you want to share with the listeners uh, what happened? Your uh, classic Midwest uh, winter happening?
0: Yes. My phone went through a snowblower. And oh it's it hard, hard to believe. Like, it sounds crazy like I'm making it up. But we were shoveling one morning. We got a foot of snow here in Des Moines. And before I went outside, got all my clothes on. I'm ready to go. And I look at my phone and I say, I don't need this. I'm just going to enjoy the morning. Don't need my phone. Peaceful. Good for you. Good for you. But then last minute, I decide my parents are going to want a picture of this. So I <laughs> take my phone outside. I take a picture of the snow. I send it to them, put my phone in my pocket. And I shovel for about an hour. At that point, I realized an hour later, my phone's not in my pocket. And oh, I've dear. I've shoveled a lot of snow at this point keep in mind, we got a foot of snow, I almost got like most of the driveway done. And at this point, my wife, Kara is out helping me. And we realize this and we start like sifting through the snow and we start shoveling snow back in the driveway. We are just frantic. I'm frantic. She's not as frantic as I am. But at this moment in time, as we're frantically searching, our really nice neighbor had been doing a snowblower and going down the sidewalks and getting people's driveways for people that couldn't get out that morning. And he starts coming towards us and he comes down the sidewalk. And at this point, Kara says that she had heard a noise that she had heard something <laughs> weird with the snowblower, but uh, didn't think anything of it. Right. And we stop him before he gets in the driveway. Cause we say, Hey, before you go, we're looking for this phone. He's okay. I'll, I'll come back later. So finally, Kara is smart enough. She says, use, find your iPhone. I hadn't even thought of that. So we log in on her phone. We do find my iPhone and my phone starts pinging and it's in the middle of the yard. And granted, like we had a lot of snow, and, you know, your arms get tired. I was not throwing snow into the middle of the yard. I can tell you that yeah. much. And so bizarre that it's all the way out there to begin with. And finally, when we, we sift through the snow and we get it, it's, it's toast. I had a huge, huge crack on the front. Um, it was even bent a little bit the back oh, the glass boy. in the back was shattered and and honestly i didn't like comprehend this at first all i'm thinking of is my phone's been in the snow and so i went inside and i put it in a bowl of rice
1: no but, way
0: well <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you what that does not help crack screens so. oh that ryan it, it's hilarious <laughs>
1: that you actually did that uh because right after or right before your phone broke, you had just posted the pre-order for the t-shirts. And so we had gotten some DMS just wanting to confirm stuff. And one of them was from Ian Bush, class B state champion cross country. And uh, so I, I told him, I said, Hey, this is Cameron Ryan's in charge of the pre-order form, but his phone went through a snowblower and, and he responds, Oh, that's, that's a new one. Did he put it in rice? And I, I thought that was so hilarious, but turns out you did put it in rice. (laughs)
0: I did. Unreal. I did. It didn't did fix the crack screen, no. but got a new phone. I was able to salvage all my photos and my contacts. So we're good there. And, and yeah, and that's actually a good point that you bring that up because thank you to everybody that pre-ordered I'm holding the shirt right here. They look gorgeous and uh, we're super excited beautiful. to get them in some of your guys' hands. I was lucky enough to get some t-shirts in the hands of some of our purchasers this weekend at South Dakota state university. So you're going to find Ben Antow rocking a Prairie track and field shirt. You're going to find coach Delmonico of Minot state rocking a Prairie track and field shirt. So we're super excited. And if you guys haven't had the Venmo request coming at you this weekend, and I'll also be reaching out for your address. So I wasn't smart enough to put the address on the forum. So, Mm. but thank you guys so much. Thanks for supporting us. We are super excited. That have a bunch of prairie track and field podcast shirts circulating out there. So we really appreciate it.
1: Oh yeah. What's next for the, the, are we going to get
0: into the NFT uh, sphere Ryan or, you know, I have to figure out what an NFT is first. Like I I know what, I know what they are, but I'm not well versed. Yeah. uh, We better just stick to stuff that's physically there. Yeah. You know, but this is this is a good start. We have a couple ideas. So if you're listening right now and you missed out on this pre-order, no worries because we're going to have some more merch coming at you down the road. So yeah. Well, we have not talked a lot about indoor tracks. So we might as well get into it. We are going to highlight some of the best performances that we've seen so far this indoor season. A lot of them actually just came this last weekend. A lot of great competitors at South Dakota State brought out some good performances and some North Dakota natives and some of our North Dakota teams. So we're going to cover those, but can get us going. How about some North Dakota natives that are competing out of state? Yeah,
1: I, I suppose you could say this serves as kind of our midway point of the indoor season update. I don't know if it's officially in the middle of the season or anything, but uh, yeah, uh, people are really starting to get going, competing really well. Um, the first one that we have is uh, no surprise. Uh, to the podcast. We've we've talked about him a lot. Alex Talley, he's wearing a new collar. He's down in Nebraska, but he's still throwing bombs all over the indoor track. Uh, he was just awarded his second Big Ten Athlete of the Week award. Uh, new team, new conference, same story. Alex Talley just launching bombs.
0: And the newest VELASA college athlete picked That's up that right. picked up the nil deal so i think you can use the code tally 15 double check that on his instagram page but yeah if you want some Velosa merch you want a discounted price use his code yeah
1: i am i am not a thrower if anybody was wondering but i, I do sport <laughs> a pair of velociraptors every single day at work it's kind of their like cross-training shoes so uh shout out <laughs> I A little
0: free ad read there for you. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Who, else you, who else do you got? What other performances?
1: Yeah. Uh, Kaylee Peterson uh, running for South Dakota State. Uh, she is the Summit League leader in the women's 3K currently. Uh, just ran that time down at the Jim Emmerich invite winning the race. So, I mean, you you love to see fast times, but more importantly, you love to see winners, especially yeah. north is winning so uh the time was nine forty eight nineteen. 19 uh so that sits atop the summit league standings right now
0: uh so and i'm pretty sure running well pretty sure that time is now eighth in school history as well i saw so wow. very impressive that's a yeah. that's a tough list to climb so great job kaylee uh and then the the final
1: uh North Dakota competitor from a non-North Dakota school. This is a school we don't talk uh, very much about, uh, but Izzy who uh, who is a graduate of Thompson, North Dakota, she set the school record in the 60 meter hurdles for SMSU, uh, Southwest Minnesota State University. Right, Ryan? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, they are um, I don't know what what division are they? D they're in the they're, NSIC. They're DTR they NSIC. Part of the NSIC. So um great performance from Izzy on capturing the school record there. And yeah, we'll we'll have to keep a closer eye on her as her season progresses as well.
0: I think that's one of the best parts is there's just so many athletes that go under the radar. And like it's awesome that we can highlight a performance like that. Somebody that's for sure, obviously put in a lot of work to to get a school record. That's not easy regardless of what school you go to. So, yeah.
1: Ryan, why don't you, uh, what do you got for uh, the in-state schools?
0: All right. I'm going to get us started with Minot State. We posted about it. You would have seen it on our headlines on Tuesday, but Louis Cotterill, school records in the 800 and the 600 back-to-back nights. Super impressive. He sits atop the NSIC, I believe, in the 600. He's second in the 800. So great job, Lewis. I, I joked, I said, you know, if SDSU would have hosted a meet on Sunday, they hosted one Friday, one Saturday, one Sunday, what, what school record would he have set on Saturday? Yeah. And then just a couple other Minot State performances that really stood out is we've got some North Dakota natives that have just been crushing it. Jacob Jensen of Belcourt has set school records at Minot State in the 5K and the 1K this year uh caitlin cornell not a north dakota native but on the women's side at minot state has set program records in the 3k and the 5k seems like every time she steps on the track it's another school record i think yeah. i stole that exact quote from minot state's instagram but yeah. still impressive and and then Leif nelson he is a high jumper shot putter the guy does it all throws the javelin for minot state hails from devil's lake but he set the school record in the high jump and I want to say he's also ranked pretty well nationally in the shot put. So, wow, dude, get, get, dude, get that guy done. in a multi. He's you know? the one, he's the one in the picture of Coach Delmonico wearing the sunglasses and he's got the arms crossed and he's about three yes. feet taller. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, a, a man child, yeah. And then Dickinson State, they've been having some great performances too. We'll start with the women here. Elise Jennings from Garrison, North Dakota has hit the B standard. For the NAIA, she ran 7.77 seconds in the 60 dash this past weekend. So big shout out to Elise. And then on the men's side, a couple of big performances. Dane Allen of Bismarck. He competed at Bismarck High. When he was in high school, he set the all-time best triple jump mark for state history. Uh, That has since been uh, dethroned. He sits second all-time now. But he jumped 209 in the high jump. That's 6'9" for you uh imperialists out there <laughs> and that's the A standard for NAIA so he will be at the national meet find him there in march and then also you know his main event is triple jump he's a multiple time all american for dickinson state in the triple jump and he's he's jumped well this year but another mark that stands out to me is back in december he jumped 743 in the long jump which is a huge mark that's it's like 23 that might be 24 feet um, huge jump so we're really going to keep an eye on him and the nsaa the conference that competed awarded him field athlete of the week so yeah it's not going unnoticed also a good good one and i've kept my eye on this name for the last couple of years Hoyt zander of killdeer north dakota has slowly carved out his name in the pole vault lore at dickinson state he has hit the b standard in the pole vault this season he's a uh, several time uh, qualifier for the national NAIA meet in the pole vault so shout out to him for getting that B standard hopefully he can turn it into an A standard here pretty soon can you tell us about University of Mary what have they been up to
1: yeah uh I mean the Mary team we know them uh mostly for uh their success on the cross-country course in the fall but that often translates to great success, uh, in the track. So, um, on the men's side, uh, class B state champ, Brian Miller. Uh, he was sixth this last weekend at the South Dakota state meet in the one k uh, new event, but I believe the one K is a conference event, uh, in the NSIC. So maybe, uh, uh, a kind of a sweet spot distance for Brian. Uh, he ran two thirty eight sixty five. Uh, and another young athlete uh, from Fargo North, Caleb Yocum, running for Mary uh, was six in the five K at South Dakota state 1526. Uh, so great performances from them. And then on the women's side, just, you know, they, they continue their, their team success from cross country into track. Uh, They're ranked 18th as a team in the nation right now. Yeah. So, Huge. Uh, I I expect that uh, they're playing a bit more of the long game with such a high ranking, uh, and so expect to see more marks from the Mary team
0: uh, later in the season. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on them for sure. Going over to UND, uh, one thing that stood out to me. So I went up to South Dakota State, was planning on competing and limped down the long jump runway a couple of times before my ankle told me to stop. But yeah. I got a great seat to spectate and one of the things i noticed was on the UND men's side mitch wangler i've competed against this guy in the hurdles quite a few times great competitor great guy and so i watch him he runs the 60 hurdle prelims now the 60 dash is right after the 60 hurdles so he hops in the 60 dash and then comes back for the 60 hurdle finals where he took fifth place and he ran a time probably not super pumped about it, I think it was eight, five, seven. His PR is eight, two, five. So, you know, he's got a lot of ceiling left to push this season, but just something funny I picked up on at the meet, this guy going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Now the women interesting here, they had several performances that landed inside UND's all time top 10. None of them were from North Dakota. We did have a Crookston native in there. uh, Alice Durbin, Elise Durbin, I, Sorry if I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but uh, right across, I shouldn't say right across the river, but pretty close to North Dakota. Crookston's about a
1: stone's throw away,
0: you might say. <laughs> As the crow flies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but here's here's a name that stood out to me. I hadn't heard this name before, so I dove into it a little bit. Elise Olseth. all right, at the SDSU Jim Emmerich invite. She jumped 5'5 five, five in the high jump, which ties for number 10 all time in UND history. She long jumped, 18.5, also 5.61. I believe that's good for fifth in school history. And so I'm wondering, where did she come from? And Elise Olseth is, she hails from Kristiansund, Norway. So a long ways, transferred from Queen's University, where head coach Jim Varenkamp was previously, before becoming the head coach at UND. And she carries quite a bit of weight with her name. She is the ncaa runner-up in the heptathlon outdoors so no no joke and i think she's going to be a very uh, immediate addition to that team for the multi-events and also some of these other events but and then also last season she was third indoors in the pentathlon at the ncaa division two meets so wow. very very impressive marks very impressive places at national meets and She's going to be one to keep your eye on because it looks like she comes in with a decent amount of eligibility too. Yeah. So
1: impressive marks in the open events, getting her in the top 10 in UND school history, but you would presume that those are just preparations for the multi
0: to come. Yes. And interesting enough, UND hosts a multi this weekend starts tomorrow, January 28th when we're recording this while you're listening to it. It's today. Hopefully you've jumped on this episode right away, but the 28th and the 29th UND is hosting a multi. So it'll be interesting to see if she competes there. I know several of the regions multis are going to be competing. So keep your eyes on that meet and we'll hopefully report some big marks on next week episode. Excellent.
1: I suppose the, the final updates that we have come from our alma mater NDSU. Um, the performances to note, uh, on the women's side, Kelby Anderson, league leader in the Summit League, league leader in the mile right now. Uh, that was from the first, well, I guess you would say the second meet of the season uh, back in early January when NDSU hosted uh, with the flat track conversion and all that. Uh, she sits atop the Summit League with a 4:54 time in the mile. So, as we've become accustomed to keeping an eye on Kelby Anderson in the distance events. Uh, in the Summit League going forward. On the men's side, uh, one performance that really stuck out to me that uh, wasn't uh, record setting or top of the Summit League, but uh, Mason Kindle from Bismarck Century. Uh, he ran 828 uh, in the 3K as a freshman. Uh, pretty impressive to get under 830. Uh, if you'll remember, uh, his senior year two mile was that legendary legendary two mile where, you know, multiple guys were running under nine minutes, uh, two freshmen running under 920. Uh, and Mason was was kind of not quite in the mix of everything. Uh, so to see him run 828 for 3k, which would be, you know, right around that 910 uh, time uh, for the 3200. really good to see him. Uh, running well, and, and really, I think, certain to hit his stride and find his potential. Um, maybe the most notable performance, though, uh, from NDSU from this past weekend is the school record from Kenmere native, Jacob Rodine, running 149.00 in the 800. Uh, Ryan, what were your thoughts when you saw the time that he had run and you were you were there you you saw it live
0: right in the flesh actually wow yes No, he he really just took it out well and he ran most of the race by himself you know he might have had somebody hanging with him until 450 but he did the hardest work alone so i think we're going to see this time dip down even further but it was impressive rodine over the years he's really just smoothed out his mechanics he's in great shape he is running these fast times in races that aren't super competitive for him. I was impressed. I actually didn't think the time was going to be that fast. I was also not paying super close attention to the clock as he was running. And when he crossed the line, it said 149 flat. I was just stoked. And there's a couple of guys that ran up to him and congratulated him. And yeah, uh, that almost broke the NDSU school record by a full second. So very impressive on Jacob's part and, I'm really excited to see what he can do going forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great guy and uh yeah, wish him wish him all the best and hopefully he can keep dropping that time. Ryan, do you remember uh last year or maybe it was the year before, I think he ran one uh 50.00. Like I think this is the second time that he's ran a race and just missed like going under the next barrier yeah has it, been, has been it's been like on the a, zeros yeah it's like a curse or a skill i don't know whichever way you want to look at it but
0: yeah no it's great but you want to know what's even crazier what what's even crazier run dude we got him to join us for this episode so what he's in iowa <laughs> with you nah nah i had to oh, go for the okay. zoom interview but anyway without further ado we're gonna turn it over to our short interview with jacob rodine Today, we are privileged to have on our show, Ken Marinade of Jacob Rodine coming fresh off the NDSU school record in the 800. He runs 149 flat down at South Dakota State University. Jacob, welcome to the podcast.
2: Yeah, thank you. It's good
0: to be here. Now, one thing I've got to ask you, and we'll, we'll talk about the race, but I want to actually key in on a detail that happened after the race. Um, just signature. Every time I see you run, there's no no doubt that you're going to be hovering over a garbage can like anywhere 45 to an hour after you're done racing and it was no different the other day like when you have a a pr is it like do you spend more time at the garbage can oh honestly like
2: after last weekend at sdsu that was probably the worst i had been in a long time the only thing that like I had a flashback to was like freshman year of conference doubling up in the 800s that's probably the only time it's been that bad but like I was I was I was trying to stand up and I just kept going back down I don't know yeah. it was it was crazy it's <laughs> it's something I haven't gotten used to like it still happens you think once you get in some better shape you'd stop throwing up but no it just <laughs> doesn't uh. stop but
1: so it's always it's always been that way for you, even back in high school or middle school when you started running?
2: Yeah. I mean, it was probably my sophomore and junior year. Like, I started running a little faster times that I started throwing up.
0: But it's almost a tradition now. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there was even a point last year. I want to say, were you guys at Iowa State or were you at Nashville where one of the cameras caught it and it was like, almost went viral of all you guys hanging out next to the garbage can together, you and Roder yeah. and a couple of the, a couple of the boys. Sure. State. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us you break the school record by nearly a second this past weekend at the Jim Emmerich invite down at South Dakota state run one forty nine flat going into that race. Did you think that was going to be the one, did you think that was the race where you were really going to kind of snag that record?
2: Well, I mean, Going into it, it was the goal, obviously, but I really had no idea where I was at. I felt like I was in, like, the best shape I've been in so far in my running career, but, like, I hadn't run an 800 this year up until that point, so I really didn't know where I was at. So, I mean, it just turned out great. I'm happy with the results so far, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah
1: you think that first race ignorance kind of played to your advantage, like going into it, not really having that full expectation of what sort of fitness you were in. You were just able to run like freer or uh, with less expectation on yourself.
2: Yeah. I, I, I mean, it definitely didn't hurt. Um, Stevie had kind of mentioned shoot for like a 52 at the 400 and I was like, I haven't really paced myself at an eight for a long time. Yeah. So I just, I just ended up like, well, I don't want to be slower than 52. And then I ended up being at about like 50. So what? It, it worked out, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Probably not ideal. I did die off a little more than I would have liked, but I don't know. We're, we're figuring things out. So Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, going through, <laughs> going through fifties, no joke. And, you know, like you said, you haven't raced a whole lot this year. You had the 600 back in December. You and I believe that was the second best time of your career. And you raced a 400 the week before and at NDSU and 800. So what do you think going forward here? What is the schedule kind of look like? Will you race this weekend? Will you race next weekend? And what, what are you guys kind of brainstorming?
2: Yeah, we're going to UND this weekend. Stevie wants to try out the thousand, so I've oh, never no. done that before. But let's go we're see, see what happens. We're gonna shoot for the thousand and four by four. They're, I think they're pretty close in time. So he kind of said, "We'll just run the thousand and see see how long you visit the trash can again and make <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a decision from there." But yeah, I've never run a thousand. If you guys have any tips, <laughs> let me know. But
1: Ryan, you would be the the resident expert in
0: the K right not a very good one but yeah <laughs> the thing about the thousand and granted you run you run eight so it's gonna be a little bit different for you but I feel like every thousand I've run I always think this is such a long race but before you know it you've got two laps left and you're like shoot we're almost done with this thing so yeah and honestly like if you're stepping up from the eight I can't imagine it's gonna be too much harder
1: yeah As like a distance runner, I I feel like whenever we talked, I never ran a thousand, but I had uh, like training partners who did. And when we would talk about it, we'd be like, oh, it's like, you can just go into it like a 1500. That's just like shorter, but really it's much more like a, like you have to think of it like an 800 with an extra like 200 where you're just like hanging on. So yeah, it still is definitely like a tough race. I probably, you know, wouldn't recommend going out in fifty. (laughs) <laughs> okay, maybe but uh you know yeah,
2: maybe you I, can I, give it a shot I, yeah the way I've kind of been prepping for it is it just kind of you know like the way I see it is it's like going from a 4 to a 6 kind of like the same as like an 8 to a K Yeah. so like you just add on a second or two at the 8 or at the 4 you know and then I don't know, shoot for 154, 55, I think, was what Stevie and I had kind of talked about. And then at that point, it's just a gut check and see how much you got left in the tank. But.
1: Right. Because uh, is the score record like 326?
0: Two, 226.
1: 226, two right, right, yep. 226.
0: If it was three twenty six, dude. There'd be a lot of multis trading yeah. that school <laughs> record back and forth, and I know uh, that is not the case. <laughs> Two twenty six, yeah. I shouldn't. I knew that. Oh man, you've been you've been away from the sport for too long. Yeah. <laughs> so Jacob, NCAA indoors for the people that are listening that don't know, take the top sixteen in the nation in each event, and last year it took one forty eight fifty nine to make the eight hundred for NCAA's. What, what do you think you can do? What's your ceiling? Do you think that's doable? Are you going for that? Yeah. I mean, it's even like entering this
2: year in September and just training. I mean, my goal has been to try to get the NCAAs, but I, I think I'm capable of doing it. I don't know. I just, we don't have a whole lot of meets, you know, and the, the biggest thing about indoors, like you have to capitalize on the, three or four meets you're given and run a top 16 time. So I I think I'm capable of running at a speed that fast. I just need to capitalize on the chances I get. So
0: I absolutely think you are too. If you were at the race, which I was fortunate enough to be there and watch you compete, you did most of that on your own. I don't know if you had a couple of guys maybe hang with you for even 450 but you, you took off from the field quite a bit early. And so I just imagine if you get in a race where you've got a few guys pushing you, I don't think that's going to be any problem at all. It's it's actually how much faster can you go than that? Because I think you've got a lot of potential to be much faster.
2: I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> helps the confidence a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
1: what? I think, I mean, another thing that probably helps you, Jacob, is the slew of other really good 400, 600, 800 you know type runners that you have on the team uh and so many of them from kind of the same area uh and even just like i don't know just i feel like the state of 400 meter runners from north dakota right now is is just really really good uh can you just like talk about how helpful your training partners have been
2: oh 100% um i train with like bo brannon who's was like, is a great 800 runner, and uh, Jackson Tracy's from Minnesota, Cody Roters from Minnesota, um, Josh Knudsen's from DLB, where grew up, like, 60 miles apart, competing in Class B meets, and just all of those guys come to compete in practice at a daily basis, and, like, that's the thing I love about this group, like, the most is, like, we just – run hard in practice get to the point of throwing up in practice and walk away like and just yeah it's it's a blast but I love it
0: yeah it makes such a difference when you've got not only guys that are good that can push you and you know for the competing lives but when you've got a group that can do that and balance that with being fun and really encouraging and positive which you guys do it's yeah you can accomplish so much as a group and I'm just super excited to see where you guys are going to head the rest of the season. I know Cody has ran some really fast times. We know Josh has ran a good 600 earlier this season. He's had some good times, too. So it's going to be awesome to see where you guys are trending. I think the other day when I posted about your performance and your school record, I said something along the lines of, like, give us a chart of Bitcoin stock and your stock these last couple yeah. of seasons. And and you, I wouldn't be able to tell them apart. And I, I think that's the truth. So, yeah, I saw Keep it going, my man, because it's really fun to watch.
2: Yeah, we we're we we're kind of joking about that. Like uh, we were looking at, so I don't know if you've like seen Bitcoin price lately, but <laughs> it's dropped like 40%. Yeah, so we were, I, we we're joking about that. <laughs> that's kind of
0: funny. I I, like, I'm, t- <laughs> I'm not too too familiar with the stocks. i we'll say like click the button for like the five year view. That's that's yeah. what we're going off of
2: no I, I, I thought what you meant We
0: had that. <laughs> a good <laughs> laugh when <we> read that. <laughs> uh, that's
1: too that's too funny <laughs> hey right i mean people who don't know bitcoin they read that and they're like oh yeah that's like to the moon right you know <laughs> yeah you know?
0: good, good hopefully <laughs> hopefully we don't have too many uh stockbrokers and investors listening to this show and reading our instagram posts <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll steer clear from the the crypto talk from now on
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you said it's a busy week of school so we won't keep you too much longer do you have a couple exams coming up tomorrow
2: uh no i just have projects due like monday wednesday next week so i'm trying to get into those and start them off right so i don't have to do them all last minute but
1: Wow, what a responsible student athlete you are, (laughs) Jacob.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Getting it done in the classroom and on the track. That's what we love to hear. But, Jake, it's been a pleasure having you join us. And we really hope that we can report about some even faster times coming up here in the next few weeks. So, best of luck to you.
2: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.